live and local on AM 770 KTTH. Your independent conservative host, Todd Herman, welcomes you to The Todd Herman Show. Today the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. We do have unique responsibilities, and on Friday we also get to do a unique bit of fun to visit with a friend of ours, stepping into the studio, Dory Monson. Yeah, it's warm. It might even be uncomfortably warm. That's life. Deal with it. Shut up about it. Caliban aren't majestic. I've learned that. Nobody is allowed to say my name. Bungie! Oh, I am going down! The cord cut! My hands did not touch the water! I'm springing up near the bridge! Free fall again! Down near the water! I did it! As you can tell by the music, it is time to chat with our good friend, Dory Monson. Dory, welcome back to the Todd Herman Show. Hi yo, as Ed McMahon would say. How are you, Todd? <laughs> I, you know, I'm. I, I should say I'm. Um, what, what Doc Holiday Day? Doc Holiday say, Wyatt, I am rolling. So, nice, oh wait a minute, nice. that's right. You refuse to watch that brilliant piece of art because you consider it a period film. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait forgot- what's it from? What's it from? <laughs> I'm not even going to play the game. No, tell me. I don't want to know. I don't know. No, because this offends my audience. Every time you do this game where you pretend you didn't watch Tombstone, every time you you pretend that that you. Tombstone? See, you're doing it again. I've never seen Tombstone. Okay, what has to happen for you to watch this great piece of art? I will tell you that a couple of weeks ago, I did have a Tombstone frozen pizza. (laughs) So does that maybe. Get my cred back with your nope. audience. Nope, nope. One day we're gonna. I'm gonna sneak it into somehow your um, your your media consumption. Um, I wanted to ask you yes. this morning. Uh, let's see. Now I want to be honest with the audience. We're doing this Thursday because Dory's going to be out. So if there's breaking news, we aren't stupid. We know there's breaking news. We are simply recording Thursday night. Um, I listened to Jay Inslee's, uh, the man who calls himself Governor of Washington State, but oh, doesn't yeah. act like a governor. Yeah. Uh, I listened to his press conference, and let me see if I understand this correctly. Sure. In order to keep a job, you have to inject yourself with an experimental gene therapy that doesn't, in fact, stop the transmission of the virus. And now, Rochelle Walensky says, um, in fact, in Israel, seems to be leading to more people getting seriously sick and hospitalized. Is that is that sort of the state of play in Washington State? Well, I don't buy into all of your fringe tinfoil <laughs> hat hysteria. Yeah, straight from the CDC. Got it. Right. Okay. Yeah. But, but no, look, and I know you and I are very different about the vaccine with our personal lives. I am vaccinated. I believe people should get vaccinated. I know you adamantly disagree with me on that. But I draw the line, and I'm amazed how people cannot make this distinction that I'm okay with the vax. I just don't think a government mandate is part of a free United States of America if somebody doesn't want to get it. I, I totally respect everybody who does not want to get it. So, so yeah, it's, it's very troubling right now when Jay Inslee says, because this is so coercive, if you want to get a paycheck, 
You have to do what I say with your medical decisions. That's that's a horrible, horrible precedent. And, and the, the question I asked on my show yesterday on Thursday, <laughs> uh, the question I asked on my show was, where does that stop? What if Jay Inslee, and I, I mean this sincerely, Jay Inslee has said many times that the greatest existential threat facing our nation is global warming and right. climate change. What if Jay Inslee, because we have to get the shots to save everybody else. Right. What if Jay Inslee says, look, if, uh, you know, because of global warming, the greatest existential threat, and a lot of it is caused by cow, cow farts. So, so now for the betterment of all of us, you must stop eating red meat. And if you don't, if we catch you, and I'm going to have people watching at the grocery stores, if we catch you buying red meat, you will be fired from your job. And, and I just, where does it end? No, it doesn't end. And you may you may think that you are being on the fringe here, Dory, since you're on a fringe radio show with fringe content all the time. Um, but I would say this, Dory. <laughs> I would say this. There's an app in England that's being launched where you report your food based upon its carbon. And it's gamified. And the UK government is underwriting the payment of this. This is the same UK government that is creating compliance applications, mm -hmm. your traveling papers. Right. It's clearly it's clearly headed in this direction. It's also clearly headed in the direction of, look, as to your point, um, if, they can, if they can say you got to give up your bodily autonomy for something that for people under the age of 50 is a mid to mild flu, then why can't they say we need to have you inject a, um, a device into your body to, to make sure that you are not sick or that you don't have bad think? Why could they not do that once you give up bodily autonomy? And I've heard you say, you've said that, that there are populations for whom this makes no sense. Mathematically, right. it makes no sense. Right. Well, th they still have to do it. So there is no end point, Dory. There's no end well, point. Well, I, I, I want to talk about a couple of lines in Inslee's Wednesday press conference because yeah. he said he was talking about uh, every school uh, employee must be vaxxed now. Uh, not only school employees, volunteers, uh, staffers, of course, front office people, contractors who maybe deliver food to the schools, they have to be vexed or their contract will be canceled. But then also, if you are a parent and your kid plays on the basketball team yeah. or your kid's in the school play or, or has an orchestra performance, you got to be vexed. They won't let you in. If you want to watch your child, and, and so all of this to me, Todd, is, mm -hmm. is just insane. But but one of the lines, Jay and Z is he's delineating, you know, who can be or who needs to be. He said, this does not apply at this time to the children. And when at, he at, said, at this time. When he said, yeah. at this time, my antenna went sky high. Dory, you've seen the video of the Australian health minister explaining that they're going to bring 24,000 kids into a soccer stadium and shoot them up, right? I have not. No. Okay. For that. No, they've done that. They have said, uh, and we want the parents to know your kids are going to be well cared for, look, looked after. And the parents don't get to come into the soccer stadium while their kids are shot up. Now, that what, what does Ringo Starr have to do with all this? <laughs> I have trouble with the Australian accent. Maybe you can do one, mate. Okay. No, no, okay, I but then, the then, then this statement from Rochelle Walensky, the boss lady of the CDC. Additionally, for 
reports from our international colleagues, including Israel, suggest increased risk of severe disease amongst those vaccinated early. So pe people who, who were vaccinated early are displaying now, they're displaying increased risk in Israel. She's admitting this and she says, that's why we need the booster shot. So let me ask you this story. Yeah. These kids that Inslee clearly says he's indicating he's going to shoot up because his pattern is he says what he's going to do before he does it. He always floats it. He always lacks, acts like it's under consideration. Yeah. Um, if, if that's the case and we're seeing this increased likelihood of people getting sick, Dory, how's it feel to know that you are no longer fully vaccinated? Dory, did you know that? Because when the boosters are required, you yes. are no longer fully vaccinated. Are you going to get the boosters too? That's the I, I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, I, I try to evaluate everything yeah. on cost versus benefit through my prism right. of how I see the world. I don't know yet, Todd. But I do know that I saw the boosters coming. I know you did as well. Right. Let me give you a couple of stats here. Because if people ignore this you are being blindly naive to at least a component of what's going on. Uh, first quarter, 2020, Moderna Pharmaceuticals, revenues, $8 million. First quarter of 2021, Moderna revenues, $1.9 billion. $8 million a year ago, $1.9 billion. We're talking about a factor of... Of uh, 500 times what they had a year ago. Second quarter, 2020, 67 million. Second quarter this year, it were, went from 67 million to 4.4 billion dollars in revenues. And all I'm saying, Todd, is, and this comes from a somebody who's not, uh, you know, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I have the vax, but if people don't look at tens of eventually hundreds of billions of dollars being at stake for pharmaceutical companies, then you're missing a key part of this equation. Of course, they're making big campaign donations to politicians. And, and uh, I mean, they've got to figure out a way now to keep the revenues going, because now Wall Street's going to demand that. If it means children, then we're going to stick it in the children. If it means a booster every eight months, then we're going to Demand a booster eight months. Uh, if you don't factor in, because you always, always, always follow the money, if people don't factor that into their analysis, then their analysis is severely flawed. No, it is. And then I want to I want to lay some numbers on you, Dory. Um, and this is from my friend Justin Hart quoting CDC data. He is with um, he's with Rational Ground. He's the group that they they sent the woke masks into labs and confirmed that the woke masks were soaked with. Um, you know, things like uh, um, antibiotic resistance, uh, bacterias and staphylococcus. And it had everything in it that can kill you except the COVID. Um, these were worn for an average of six hours a day. Here's some numbers. Less than 1% of COVID-19 deaths had no pre-existing conditions. 64% of the deaths had six or more conditions. 97% of the deaths had two or more conditions, pre-existing conditions. But it's based upon this that we're moving society towards little kids have to get shot up with whatever big pharma says. And you're exactly right to follow the money. We'll continue with Dory Monson after we check traffic at the right way traffic. So Dory, uh, Dory Monson's with us. Um, do you think, uh, this is an honest question because Jay Inslee, look, you know what? He's a replicat. He's a, I'm, I'm working on this phrase, a replicat. 
Okay, so wow. he could, yeah, I like this. See, like a bureaucrat, but, like a bureaucrat, like he could be replicated. He's Kate so, Brown. Kate Brown's oh, him. He is the I thought horse. He had scales in the tail. <laughs> I thought it's reptile and bureaucrat. I like that. Okay. Replicat, yeah. yeah. So you know, he is the walrus. The walrus is Paul, and and so he's Gavin Newsom and he's <laughs> Billy De Blasio. They're all just one big blob of tyranny. They just came out of the tyranny juice maker. Here's your Inslee. Now there's a De Blasio. And he's slightly shorter and a little bit more communist. Sure. Um, should we actually believe that there's no enriching of the politicians in pushing these mRNA injections into people? Should we actually believe that? Because I have no proof that there is. I know that James Lee has a relative who works at the Gates Foundation, but that doesn't mean there's corruption. Yeah. It's it's you know. But do you do you have a sense that there might be some money going on behind the scenes? It was Henry Kissinger who said power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. Uh, we now are seeing to a greater extent than any time in our nation's history, politicians taking absolute power over things like our personal medical decisions. And I'll give you a great example of this. So one of the other things that Inslee said in his Wednesday presser was that uh, th- they will consider religious exemptions for people who have yeah, sincerely held religious reasons. So now a government bureaucrat, and frankly, a lot of people who work in government because they are with the most unchurched party in the un- most unchurched state in the union, uh, they don't, they have contempt. You know, I mean, if you look at what's going on here in Seattle, every member of the Seattle City Council seems to hate cops, have contempt for them, uh, and. and we know what trends run. They have contempt for faith. I know they do. And so, because I'm somebody like you who you know regularly is not the slightest bit afraid or ashamed to to show my faith. So now a government bureaucrat is going to determine, Todd, if your faith is sincere to get the exemption, a sincerely held <laughs> religious reason. And and what I imagine is, you know, I'm going to sit down with some bureaucrat. Like, yeah. I mean, if I want, because I'm, I'm vaxxed. I'm, I'm not trying to get an exemption. You're almost fully vaxxed until the boosters come, know, brother, know, and then know. you're no longer fully vaxxed. But I'm going to sit down with some bureaucrat. Yeah. So, Dory, do you, do you believe Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Yes, I do. Are you friends with Todd Herman? Well, yes, I am. <laughs> Denied! Denied! Well, you, you, know, you know that's coming. You know that's coming. Yeah. And that's, but then you also had on your program, uh, Brandy Cruz is, within, in my judgment, and I don't mean to besmirch other people. Um, I, I do that constantly anyway. But, I mean, in this case, I mean, I really don't. I think Far Brand- be it for you to besmirch. To besmirch the, the, the Seattle Media Five. I would yeah. never... Uh, they love me so much. Um, the but Brandy is the best TV reporter I think in Seattle for my money uh, because I I I know her a little bit not like you do but I don't know her politics I, I, and I you know what I can't guess I really can't. Um, she matter. had no and it does and it shouldn't matter right. and she had the boss of government schools on on her program. I wish one day she would ask him about the perverse pornographic sex ed and our boys really boys and girls really girls, but that's not going to get done. But I would ask like she had him on and she asked him about firing teachers. And this is really interesting. Yeah. What Chris Rakedall said, this was uh, yesterday morning, Chris Rakedall sat down with Brandy and, and she said, excuse me, Mr. Superintendent, it sounds like you're okay. Cause he essentially said, you know, we're not going to fire teachers. And, uh, and, and she said, excuse me. Uh, it sounds like you're asking teachers to lie. If 
they need to to keep yeah. their job. And he didn't, he goes, I kind of agree with you. Well, then Jay Inslee's office, this all happened during my show yesterday on Thursday. Yeah. And Jay Inslee's office sent out a press release right away. And they said, it is my understanding, OSPI, Office Superintendent of Public Construction, it is my understanding OSPI is planning to clarify the superintendent's comments. There are no personal or philosophical exemptions. The process for applying for religious exemptions is still under development. So now we got Jay Inslee and Chris Rachel yeah. fighting. And I will tell you that um, I know you, you said that I'm off today, but I'm sticking around for my first segment today because Chris Rakedall is going to come on with me right at 12.06, and I'll ask him all these questions about this uh, okay. later this afternoon. Good. That's yeah. Kyle Radio. Oh, that's going to happen. All right, Dory, I saw this headline. I asked Rance about this uh, yesterday on, on Thursday, which is actually today. But I asked him about this headline, Nude Man Stabs Other Nude Man on Seattle Street Corner. Yes. Do you remember back in the day where you or I would read that headline and go, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, this is right. whack. Were you like me that you're going through your show prep going, I don't know. I don't know if I have time to put this into the show. Uh, oh, no. As soon as I saw that headline, I said, I know you oh, got the, this is going I, in my show I, I know you got. I know you got the nude part, but do you remember back in the day when you look at something like that and go, wow, you'd call friends. Like back in the day, you guys, you can't believe this. A naked guy stabbed a naked guy in Seattle. They were both naked. If you done, you know, a year ago, not even a year ago, five, six years ago, you'd, that'd be right. a thing to call a friend. Oh, my gosh. This is so tragic, but it's so funny. This is Seattle. Two naked people fighting over a knife. Our very infrastructure is crumbling in the world's richest nation. It is richest city. How does this happen? Well, I'll tell you how it happens. We just found out this week the updated budget for sound transit. And I don't know if you saw this. Mike Lindblom at the Seattle Times, who I consider the Great finest reporter. newspaper reporter in town. Great reporter. Uh, Mike Lindblom posted Sound Transit's revised estimated spending. The total cost of Sound Transit, Todd, which is, I've heard you call it a 1880s choo-choo train, which it right. is. Yep. The total cost of Sound Transit is now $131 billion. When you fund, I mean, we're talking about yeah. Todd, every family in the taxing district for Sound Transit, everybody who's listening right now in King and most of Pierce and most of Snohomish, every family is going to pay $125,000 to Sound Transit. Many of those lines in our, in King and, I'm sorry, in Pierce and Snohomish counties uh, aren't going to be finished until 2041. So most of the people who have paid six figures in taxes to this agency are not going to be alive when they would have a chance to actually use it. And when you have an agency that is sucking that much money out of this entire region, that's how you have crumbling freeways and the infrastructure that people actually use. Well, whew, I'm working yeah. up a sweat here. That's awesome. And by the way, for the podcast listeners uh, outside of the Seattle area hearing this, uh, this would be a great time for us to thank you for paying for that light rail, which, and just so you feel better about it, th- folks, this might move up to 1% of commuters in mm-hmm. this area. So thank Maybe. you, Iowa. Thank you, New York, New Mexico, California, all you guys. We appreciate that. So the big show is coming up. Dory's going to talk to boss of government schools, Chris Rachtel, and he's going to skedaddle the building and go on a rich man's vacation. Yeah. Dory, it's always good to have you go with God's good grace. Thank you, Todd. Take care.